Can you imagine if a bank pays you every month to take out a mortgage? It's happening in different parts of the world. Now, in The Guardian, it said, a Danish bank has launched the world's first negative interest rate mortgage, handing out loans to homeowners where the charge is minus 0.5% a year. Negative interest rates effectively mean that a bank pays a borrower to take money off their hands, so they pay back less than they have loaned. What does this mean to you? Is it coming to Canada? Let's explore this crazy idea in this podcast. Let's get started. Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing and our investments for your entertainment purposes. We've talked about negative interest rates on this podcast before, and I wanted to talk about it again today and refer to mortgages and maybe some other sort of long-term implications. I was sitting with two different groups, one a group of young entrepreneurs with some seasoned money lenders in the group, and I asked this question. I said, well, what, is, what does it mean if you know interest rates are negative on a mortgage? And they all kind of looked at me like, I have no idea, and I... I been struggling with this since we had the podcast on negative interest rates. Some 25 trillion, now depending on who you read, there's trillions, we just don't know the exact number, of world bonds yield negatively. So what that means is that if you um, take out a bond, just pretend it's $100 and you uh, loan out the money, when it comes due, you may get $950 back. So what does that mean? Let's go through the negative interest rates. Let me throw some ideas. Remember, these are just ideas because no one in the world seems to understand this. I just recently, today is uh, February 24th, and I just heard Warren Buffett comment on this. He just had his uh, annual meeting of Berkshire Hathaway in, um, in his home state where he uh, continues to bring people in to have this annual sort of event. And he said that negative interest rates are quite puzzling but have significant impacts on all parts of the economy. So let's look at what it might mean to you and I. Well, just from a simple sort of standpoint, when something goes on sale, let's say you're at the grocery store and I, I shop for groceries and all of a sudden there's a, you know, there's a sale on raspberries. Well, that generally means that the supplier of those raspberries, for whatever reason, uh, wants to sell them or believes the value has gone down perhaps because there's an overabundance of raspberries. And we see this in commodities. When there's a lot of corn for uh, cattle, the price of commodity of corn goes down because there's so much of it. So there's a surplus chasing few buyers. You could argue that's perhaps what's going on with money, that even though rates are so low, banks are making it more and more difficult for people to borrow, so there are fewer customers 
for the money they want to loan out. So that means that the, basically money's on sale. It's cheap. The second, which we haven't lived through other than perhaps in Japan, is this idea of deflation. Now, inflation generally means that when you own or hold money or dollars, it's going to have less buying power down the road. So currently, the word is in Canada, our, our inflation rate is 2.5%, if you believe that. That means that if you had $100, um, the buying power of that $100 decreases by 2.5% per year if it continued each year. So if you're taking out a bond and you're getting 2.5% interest, after taxes, you're actually losing money because interest is taxed at a very high rate in, in our country. You're losing about 1.5% of your buying power. It's almost as if you're in a negative interest rate environment already. So deflation means, for example, a house that might be worth $100,000 in 10 years might be worth $90,000. And so people panic. They say, well, if that happens, we're going to have a flat economy as has happened in Japan for years. So it could be that negative interest rates are triggering sort of a deflationary cycle or at least saying, you know, the price, crazy price of stocks and houses and all of the commodities, that's just overblown and they're going to start to drop because it makes no sense. So the issue of, of access to capital is extremely important. If and this is where my brain really, I have a lot of trouble with this. If countries are producing more and more money or printing more and more money, uh, why would the money have more value? Why would it be that $950 can buy more than $100 could have at some other point? And it doesn't make a lot of sense, but does point to some of the key indicators I've just discussed. When you look at how money is valued, it, it, in America it was also taken off what was called the gold standard under Richard Nixon, which means the, the value of money was based on the gold that the countries would have had and people would have had to back that currency. And in many countries today, that's not the case, that it's no longer a gold-backed security. So you ask yourself, well, what is the true value of the paper? Well, the true value of the paper is what people say it's worth, not the underlying value of it. For example, when you look at a piece of real estate, say a house, there's there's a cost of building it, the cost of the lumber, the cost of the land, the cost of everything to do with that house. That has a value regardless of what happens with money because it's a it's it's something you can see, it's something you can you need. Whereas a dollar bill, if it's not backed by anything um that's stable or that you can you know, have a universal or international kind of, of acceptance, then you could have a problem. So the issue of, of money versus gold versus silver becomes an issue. A big one, and I, I just recently read a book by uh, one of Robert Kiyosaki's um, colleagues about, and I think uh, Robert Kiyosaki was a co-author, about the pension issues, the pension problems. And if we look at pensions for a moment, guaranteed pensions that we have in different aspects of our country, what it basically means is they have set a certain percent return they need to be viable. So if they have to pay out 5% each year of their assets to people who are retired, they need to make 8 or 8.5% on their investments. 
Now, what happens if interest rates are in a negative or even at 1% or 2% as they are now? How do these pensions make up the difference? Warren Buffett talked about that, and I, I thought he had a fabulous common sense approach where he said, well, just like homeowners, you need to learn to live within your means. So if you're only getting 1% or 2%, uh, don't chase, you know, risky speculative investments. Live on that 1% or 2%. That's the reality. But pension funds aren't doing that. And scary, in Canada, even the Canada pension plan is, is getting out there on risk. So there is a possibility that as things continue to unravel, we're going to see um, pension plans need to be bailed out, or at least they're, they're not going to have the money to pay all their members. They can't get money from new members because in many situations, public service pensions are declining or they're going into a defined benefit, which means um, what you put, it, put in is what you get out. They're not guaranteed by the taxpayer. So this is causing a whole host of issues. And you know, negative interest rates are going to have a significant impact on that industry, as well as on private insurance companies who sell annuities. These, these annuities guarantee a certain level of return throughout the lifespan of a person. And as technology improves with regard to healthcare, and we're living longer, it means these insurance companies are going to have to pay three, four, five percent on these annuities that may have been taken out a few years ago. But they're only generating one percent, or in some cases less than that, in income. So how is that going to be rectified? When is the judgment day? And I think that's the conclusion to today's podcast. We have no idea when, or if, or how this is going to unravel. Uh, what we do know is that certain things have value historically regardless of what happens in our economy. People need to have a place to live. People need to have food and water and safety. So there are a number of constants that will continue to be out there. With regard to interest rates, I think it's it's healthy, at least I believe what, what we are doing is healthy, where you scatter them around. You may get a one-year, a, one a three-year if you're an investor. You may get a five-year, a 10-year. I even saw the other day a 25-year mortgage offered by the Royal Bank. Now, it was a crazy price. I think it was 8%. But not too long ago, you could even get a 25-year mortgage. Now, if 25-year mortgages start coming in at 2 or 3%, you might argue, well, that's a bargain because by the time that mortgage is up, you no longer have a mortgage. It's it's paid off and you have a guaranteed rate, so there's no reset number. Uh, now, the problem you might have with that is, well, if they're saying a, a long-term mortgage, a 10-year right now, I believe, is 3.7. Uh, we locked in a 7-year for about that. I think it was 3.6 or 3.7, the 7-year mortgage. Someone's betting on interest rates being much lower 7 years from now. Uh, they could be right or wrong. So the best uh, advice I'm giving to myself is to sort of spread the risk around and get short-term and long-term uh, deals in place. From an investment standpoint, in recent podcast I talked about I was buying some insurance, and certainly today as we speak, the future suggests the market's going to drop some seven or 800 points because of the coronavirus, and I talked about that last week, and other issues in our economy. So there's insurance, there's also 5% gold, which I'm doing just, just to try to hang on and, and, you know, be diversified enough so that you can uh, continue to move forward with your investments. So I urge you to listen to Warren Buffett or at least read the letter. It, you just search online. You'll be able to read it. Very um, fascinated by how he takes complex information and moves it down into, uh, into sort of understandable language. 
he really uh, has no issue on the negative interest rates as far as understanding them or what the future will hold, other than perhaps its impact on banks and insurance companies. But when it comes to homeowners and long-term types of issues, there really isn't a lot of information out there. Again, you have an amazing week, batting down the hatches. It's going to be a rough week on the investment side. But remember, focus on your long-term goals, not short-term. And don't be influenced by the crowd because everyone else may start to sell their stocks. Doesn't mean you need to or I'm going to. Um, Also, last podcast, I talked about how I was getting into 30% cash. And depending on what stocks drop today or tomorrow, it might be an opportunity to buy or not. Might have to wait a few months until this coronavirus sort of works itself through. Again, I'm Henry Speck for the Shrink Money Advice. You have an amazing week. Talk soon. Sorry, my initial example I just want to let you know was if you uh, loan out $100 and get $95 back. Uh, My apologies for that intro. It probably got your brain wondering, what is this guy talking about? But rather than re-record the whole thing, I thought I would just simply do the disclaimer at the end. So the example I use is if you loan out $100 and get $95 back. Have a great one. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 